0: Everybody. welcome to the newest episode of the Pencil Neck podcast. I am Jeremy Tiroff and I'm here with...
1: Justin Siegel, a.k.a. Kalani. We're just a twofer today. Just just the two
0: of us. Daryl Patterson is out with a undisclosed wrist injury. We don't know why that yeah. happened. His
1: Yeah, he has a little bit of tennis elbow from what I understand. Tendonitis. Yeah. yeah.
0: Stress. Yes. Uh, anyways... Um, so we don't really have a format this time, I. But we talked about it. I, I kind of wanted to go into this a little bit blind and riff. But really, there's there's not much that takes precedence over the impending Wednesday night wars. The Wednesday night uh, war, which we, have
1: officially begun.
0: Yeah, yes. we're we're three days out from the AEW premiere on TNT. AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have already been two episodes of the now new NXT two-hour live format. So, um, I'm not going to lie, I didn't have a chance to watch those. I've been exceptionally busy lately. However, I did read the recaps and that sort of thing. Um, And I do have a lot of questions. And what I want to do here is, because you have watched quite a few of them, Um, I want to kind of riff off of you recapping them for me. Okay. So you said the first episode was excellent, So, and that's what I read, too. So um, what did you like? Basically, I want to talk about what you liked, what you don't like, and what we think of what's going to happen moving forward, especially when they're going head-to-head. Okay. So what did you like from the first episode?
1: Uh, The first episode, I liked everything. Um, the opening match, four-way four uh, women's match, Io Shireen, Mia Yim, P- Bianca Belair, and um, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae, and who won will now get a shot at Shayna Baszler at the next uh, TakeOver, I assume, or it will be on the TV now. I don't know if TakeOver is going to be as. Big of a deal now with the TV show. I I think it still will be because
0: it's a network exclusive thing. Okay. Rather, it's not going to be on USA. I think they're going to use this to to draw people to the network for the takeovers, which is, you know, as far as a business plan goes, there's the idea that, you know, they're not as fresh putting it on free TV, you're going to get people away from the network. Well, the way that you get people back onto the network perhaps more is to do a good job with your free TV, build to these big shows that you can only get as a network exclusive. So then if you have that base of people who are watching the show for the first time and get drawn into it, maybe you draw them to spend the $11 a month for the network for the takeover shows. True.
1: Right. I think the right person won that match too. I actually think that she should be... The one to dethrone Shayna Baszler. She's a great baby fish. She is. And she is. it's just, it's time. It's time to take mm. the belt off Shayna Baszler. It really it's, is. It's been a long time. It's been, time. been you, a long do time. Do you think Shayna goes up to the main roster? I I do. Okay. I do. What they do there, I'm not sure yet. I mean, they could put her with Rousey, you know, or they could put her against Rousey. If that's, Rousey comes back. If she comes back. That's right. a good point. Although, you know. she could be the new sort of Rousey up there without without the name appeal, obviously. I think but, with yeah.
0: the Fox deal happening, they're going to just start throwing boatloads of money at whoever they, can yeah. we we'll get into that a little bit okay. maybe if we cover the Wednesday night but right. we can talk about Friday night cuz that's coming up this week as well mm-hmm. the switch over to um from smackdown to Fridays on um Fox right so uh i i agree with you i think that baszler comes up i think that the smart thing that they could do is take baszler and put her on the show that becky's not on and maybe build something there over okay. time um, especially if you're willing to put Baszler over somebody like Charlotte. I also like that with Candice winning that, if she is the one who ultimately goes on to win the women's title, she has unfinished business with Io Shirai, and Shirai beat her a couple of times. So she can sure. make the claim that, like, you haven't beaten me. Mm-hmm. And you can transition the belt that way and then get engaged in the chase all over again with Candice having the belt for a minute, losing it again. And now she has to show that she can actually beat Shirai in the big match. So maybe mm-hmm. she's a transitional champion, who knows. But I like the pick, I like what they did, and I, the match got good reviews, so it's intriguing to me. It was a good match. Uh, the next match of the
1: night was uh, Velveteen Dream defending the North American Championship against Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. Roderick Strong won, good. which gave, um, gives the Undisputed Era all the gold which in I NXT. I do into too. this TV right. era. It Absolutely. makes
0: them probably, you know, arguably, the strongest faction in wrestling.
1: Right, oh, without I can't question, think of yeah, else. and they're building the factions on NXT. It seems sure. Um, with that, I it was just a great match. I I know I'm pro. I we disagree a little with this. I think Velveteen Dream is outstanding in the ring, and I think I, he is too. It, yeah, uh-huh.
0: I, my problem with him is, uh, I think he's good in the ring. I think that he needs to become more well rounded. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes he overthinks his character a little bit, and you can tell that he's trying to do that character rather than just. Trusting his own work and mm-hmm. and letting it speak for itself and be part of that character, if that makes sense. Sure,
1: yeah, absolutely. um
0: And he's young. I mean, he's super young, super young, So yeah. I, I don't I don't knock that. And putting and, and putting him in the ring with somebody as good and as seasoned as Roderick Strong is only going to help him. What's funny to me is Roderick Strong has been wrestling. Oh God, I, I remember watching him in two thousand three in ring of honor right 2019 that's 16 years and i think he's only like 34 or 35 years old wow like he was in ring of honor while he was like 20 years old i want to say wow so he's like 36 and he cut his teeth all over the indies ring of honor fip pwg uh he was in tna for a while um you know and he's been in nxt for a while he's super underrated because he's not a great character but as that guy who goes in there and wrestles good matches to help other guys get better and there's there's a place for guys like that in the business i think he's awesome Mm -hmm. um he's not a great character though you're right which is why it's perfect for him to be in this faction. correct yeah correct like and he's never going to be a world heavyweight champion guy but like a secondary title what i think with secondary titles it's a good way to groom guys to take the next step up so the guy that beats him can be the guy who down the road eventually moves up to the nxt world title and not just that, but, like, it guarantees you that there's going to be a title match that's a good match, period. Now, mm-hmm. I know that, like, almost every match in NXT is good in mm-hmm. theory, but it, it's, it's, like, it's a guarantee. It's like when you had Savage or Steamboat holding the Intercontinental title, or even Valentine or Santana or whoever. It was always a good hand that could put on a good match, and that's mm-hmm. you, you knew what you were going to get. And they were a placeholder for your up-and-comers. So maybe that's what they're doing here, which I'm fine with. I, I, I like it. And it... it, it Makes the undisputed era better. I don't think it takes anything away from Velvet it Dream. It doesn't no, because not at all. now he can talk about like he can chase. And he, he can chase Adam Cole now. Right. Yeah. Right. That too. So yeah. okay. okay. Uh, the,
1: before we get into the other two matches, there was a segment. Kushida was. I don't remember who was. He was supposed to wrestle, mm-hmm. but that was the NXT US on USA debut of Imperium. They came out and then Walter came out as the reveal. Ultimately transitioning this program with Kushida and Walter, which they're looking at. Um, it was good. I liked that they're giving Walter this faction of, you know, um, the mad is sacred... Yeah, it, it was right. it was old an school th-
0: throwback. Yes. Wrestling is wrestling, right. not sports entertainment. I love that, and that's mm-hmm. what Walter is. He doesn't have knee pads, he doesn't right. have tape, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a gimmick. He doesn't right. have a great body. He's a dude that just goes in there and beats the shit out of people. He is a wrecking ball, right. yes. Uh-huh. And I and I like the clash of styles there between Kushida and him because right. Kushida is a high flyer. He wrestled in New Japan. He was one of the juniors and for,
1: high pizzazz. Like even his outfit, he comes out wearing these <laughs> like futuristic shades sure. and stuff like that. So yeah, total clash of style. So I do like that.
0: Right, yeah. and and I like that it also doesn't just keep Walter on the UK brand right which I mean it's good that he's the name the stalwart there and him and Tyler Bate apparently apparently had a fantastic main event at their UK pay-per-view okay um like fantastic like it's Mm. on my list of things that I need to watch Mm. um and I like that they're gonna put him on there because then if you get into him there maybe it draws eyes to their UK branch as well and the UK branch is Got some really good talent over there too. Tony Storm and Tyler Bate and right. Pete Dunne was over Pete there. Pete Dunne, absolutely, and yeah. Pete Dunne's crossing over too. So yeah. it's nice that you're gonna have some bounce between between the different NXT versions. Mm-hmm. We'll hopefully uh, we'll get into this a little bit more, but hopefully that doesn't mean there's gonna be crossover from all these other parts of the company too. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, But I digress. We'll yeah. go ahead.
1: Number one contenders match for the cruiserweight title, which Leo Rush came back and won. Now, I will say, I think they're doing the right path with him. I know he was a shitbag in the back, apparently, and they're actually transitioning that into (laughs) storyline. He had a mental health issue, which... I, I don't know the I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they're 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 putting it into which that's one other thing I'd like to touch on. Well, we'll touch on the announced team later. Okay. But I do want to touch oh, on that a little good, good. bit. Me yeah, too. Yeah.
0: Me too. Because I have thoughts yeah, on that as well. as well.
1: So yeah, he won. Um, the, the the crowd welcomed him back with open arms, though, and he can work. I mean, he he can. Oh, work. he's he's yeah. a very fun mm-hmm. worker. Mm-hmm.
0: He's not. He's not. I mean, he's a lot of flash and maybe not a ton of substance. True. But but. That's not... I mean, there's a market for that, and, yes. there's, and there's a spot for that, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I, I and, and, you know, if he's going to come back... And here's the thing, too. A lot of these guys in these companies get this bad rap and whatever, and sometimes it's very much earned, and sometimes it's not. In this case, we may never know whether it's really valid or not, and I don't know that it necessarily matters. What I hope is that if he's got this new opportunity and this chance to do something that he actually takes advantage of it and doesn't let the same sort of issues block him from reaching his potential because he's got a lot of potential.
1: Agreed. Okay. Main event was um, there's a street fight between Matt Riddle and Killian Dane uh, and, you know, the original bro, Matt Riddle. Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
0: and I've come around on Matt Riddle in Ring. I think the character is still kind of silly with the bro stuff and the sandals and whatever, Mm. but I get why people like it. I get it. I get it. I'm just like... I, I, plus, I have a natural aversion to the word "bro." Sure, so, uh, for
1: reasons that we don't need to get into. Yeah, but yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but the uh, my my issue with Matt Riddle is he needs to stay off of Twitter. Right. Um, stop talking smack on Goldberg. Goldberg right. sold more merch in a month than you might sell in your entire life. He made more money in a year that you might make in your entire life. He uh, and I'm not a Goldberg fan. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's right. ever been good in the ring. I think that he was overrated. He was a product of the Monday Night Wars. He was a product of a streak. You give that. Anybody a streak where they do three moves that look good, and they're beating a bunch of established guys, they're gonna get over. Usually, uh, he had a good mystique, he had a good look, all that. So of course it worked, and like he made a career out of that, and that's fine. And I think he actually started to give a shit about the business where he didn't before. So I give him credit for that. I understand where it's like easy to take shots at him because of his reputation and his history. But what, sir? What good does it do a young up-and-coming dude? To, um, to mock a 50-some-year-old man right. and kind None. of challenge him to a fight. Right. Like, it, it doesn't help you. If anything, it helps Goldberg to some degree. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing a disservice to yourself. You're making people dislike you who otherwise might like you, so stop doing it. Just stay off Twitter, wrestle your matches, get better in the ring, which he's good. He's really mm-hmm. good. Get better in the ring. Focus on that. Stop doing dumb things that don't make you look good.
1: Yeah. The match itself wound up being a blowout. Like they wound up just brawl. Good match. I mean, it was a good match. Killian Dane is awesome as always, and he was the super heavyweight to uh, Matt Riddle's like uh, Matt Matt technique. It was a nice uh, clash of styles, but ultimately they had to do the WWE thing where the entire locker room empties out and turns it into a no way uh, thing. I have a problem with that. If I it, didn't either, because it, I know what they're trying continue. to do. I know what they're trying to do. And it let it continue to the
0: next week, which Here, we'll get into. Here's my only question for you. Whenever it's somebody like Killian Dane who didn't do anything on the, the main roster, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about this again, too. Yeah. So, like, they're bringing some of these main roster guys back to rehab them mm-hmm. and, and put them in better spots for them, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But a guy who couldn't do anything on the main roster going 50-50 with one of your main stars on NXT does that make the NXT brand look weak
1: maybe yeah it it does now they are re- also revamping the killian dane story sure. now he's they're going into the fact that he grew up in belfast and mm-hmm. riots you know tumultuous times you know mm-hmm. you know so um that's interesting but yeah i get what you're saying i get what you're saying and i think, and I think
0: that yeah. that's a crowd that'll give him a reaction mm-hmm. and and it's willing to forget that part cuz full sales different than your mainstream crowd but, mm-hmm. but there is a segment of the mainstream crowd that's going to look at that and go like i remember that doing being part of that weird group that never did anything and he dropped right. out to guys that are jobbers now yeah and here he is in the main event of this show yeah what kind of show is this i mean it's yeah. the same idea when people are complaining about sean spears in aew because he was ty dillinger you're right there's a stink that you can't wash off with certain people when they have their mind made up about certain things right i don't think now mind you if if NXT pushes him right and and does the build right and they let him go in there and show what he can do whereas the main roster didn't maybe it doesn't matter a lot faster but as is currently I'm not going to say it does a disservice to their current roster to put him in a prominent spot but I don't think it helps them either. I agree. As far yeah. as perception goes. Yeah. Okay.
1: That that uh card that that show show number 1 I thought was an A. I would give mm-hmm. I would rate it an A. Second show it wasn't a bad show. I would probably give it a B, B minus at best. Um, okay. Which the recap that of uh, what we saw, there were other matches, but from, from what I'm from what I'm seeing of the results, it opened with uh, Keith Lee versus uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Yep. And both
0: of those guys are ROH guys, right? Keith Lee was there with Shane Taylor as a tag team, and uh, Dominic Dijakovic was uh A guy who was like in their mid-card thing, and a lot of these guys—Leo Rush the same way, Ach the same way, Cedric Alexander—they weren't getting the push that they wanted. Management was misusing them, and they left for the opportunity. Mm. I like Dijakovic a lot. I like both these guys. I do too. I like Keith
1: Lee—he's the super, this behemoth heavyweight, and they have
0: good chemistry. Mm -hmm. And Dijakovic can work with a guy that big, and he's big, but he's not. He's a muscular big, whereas Keith Lee is just big, big. Yes. Um, but they have good chemistry. I, I I was super intrigued by that match, and I hope that they do more with both of them. Those are two guys that could totally benefit from the move to a two-hour live Absolutely. show. Absolutely,
1: for sure. Yeah. So that was good. Uh, we had Dakota Kai against Tainara Conti. Which uh, I don't recall Dakota Kai. She was making her comeback after tearing her ACL. Mm. It was a good match. I mean, it wasn't anything to write home about. It's fine. Yeah. Um, then they had. The, they actually then had. Here's the thing,
0: though. That I feel like that's gonna be part of what might happen here too, because you're you're gonna have more talents on there that mm-hmm. maybe didn't have the house show seasoning, mm-hmm. and you're on the risk of like overexposure because they're they're not on there like once every couple of weeks, once a month doing a match. These they're gonna have to work a lot more on a live. Mm-hmm format and some of these guys will benefit from the exposure, like Dijakovic and Lee and that sort of thing, but there's other wrestlers that all of a sudden they are a novelty act and the novelty is gonna wear off a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, because twice the amount of time now. So True.
1: Yeah. The next match was the rematch of Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane in which Matt Riddle won and now he is the number one contender for the uh, following week's uh, he- first head-to-head match where he's going to take on Adam Cole for the NXT title. I like the pick of Matt Riddle winning that. I think it actually
0: sets up a kind of intriguing main event sure. for the following week. It I, really does. I think that it's a good match to put up against AEW's first show. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get into and As soon as we're done with this, in fact, I'll ask you a relevant question. Okay, sure. Um, but it's a good match to put out there. I don't think that that match comes with a clean finish. I think that that match turns into Mm -hmm. the Undisputed Era All Interfere, and then people come out to help Riddle, and you're talking about building up to war games. Yes. Which they could start doing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and you have to wonder if Gargano comes out to help, or Ciampa. Right. Maybe both of them, and then they take on O'Reilly and Fish. Mm -hmm. Velveteen Dream comes out, you take on Strong. A four-on-four match of Undisputed Era Mm. against Riddle, Dream, Gargano and Champa. That could give be me it. that all day. I would, day yeah, absolutely. over like, anything on the main roster. Load yeah. that up. You can make right. the undercard a bunch of nothing. I don't mm-hmm. care. But that, dude, all over that. If your next, if your, if your next takeover show is Candice LeRae against Bal Blazer, Bowser, what? Oh, yeah, ba- Balzer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Shane Baszler, Baszler. Uh, Baszler. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that main event war games. Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijakovic. Kushida versus Walter and some other match. All day, every day. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Okay. Okay. We had, uh, I don't know, it wasn't the NXT debut, because she was in UK, but Rhea Ripley taking on Caden uh, Carter, and Rhea Ripley is this new, like, punk, they say she likes metal, which is interesting that they're putting her up against Baszler, because since they're both like metal heads, but uh, yeah. anyway, like, yeah, she, she looked good, okay. um, they, they seem like they want to push towards her versus Baszler although I think I really think they need to go with Candice LeRae versus sure. Baszler for that one sure. and then the uh, main event was Kushida and a mystery team against the members of Imperium minus Walter and the big reveal of the mystery team was and it was a disappointment for me although and which is shame because I'm a fan of the team of the comedy, it was Zango came I out love, to help. I love it.
0: Febreze so much more than that. I do too. I, I agree. I why yeah. They can't do it. Yeah. Trademark. Yeah. Right. Whatever.
1: Right. I agree. It, it is much better. I think they're funny. I, it, I don't think, and I, only reason I get why they did it is because Imperium's so serious that maybe they wanted to add the level of ridiculous in a DX kind of way. I don't know. But, um, it didn't do much for me. And to make matters worse, they won. Like Kushida. You have
0: you, and, and there's a problem. Yeah. This is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. You have an act that was a comedy act. Right. That never won any big matches ever. Right. Now they're in the main event on the second episode of your show, and they're beating a legitimately a faction that you just started the previous week. Right. That right. you're trying to get some steam behind. Right. Mm-hmm. They should have gone out there. You could have made Kushida look good, but you could have had them absolutely destroy Brisango. Nobody would have blinked. In fact, it would have made Imperium seem like much more of a threat absolutely. Right. than losing to a job or comedy team from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that they can't go forward with that maybe they do and maybe Imperium comes back and they do just knock the hell out of them yeah I'd like to see that but you should have started there right it's a new faction you have to if you're gonna run with something if you're gonna make something seem like a big deal and that sounded like the only in-ring promo thing from the first show if you're gonna make it seem like a big deal you can't have them jobbing the next week to the jobbiest of jobbers you just can't you can't And, and, and you know and hopefully that doesn't become a normal thing plus again second week in a row we're using former right talent that was formerly on the ma- formerly on the main roster in your main event of the ixt show yeah. so are you trying to develop your own talent and let them make a name for themselves or are you relying on established names albeit not super established names because of course uh, aw is with moxley and cody and, and jericho mm-hmm. but those are established names yeah two guys there have been world champions one multiple times and the other one has been an intercontinental champion, tag team champion, a U.S. champ. He's been a world champion. in ROH. Killian Dane's never done anything like that. Breezango's right. never done anything like that. And they're made of any of your show. And nobody is looking at that going like, man, I really missed Killian Dane. i got to tune in this week. Yeah, true. I, 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 I'm willing to forgive it because I understand it right now. Mm-hmm. But if they start doing that with guys all the time regularly bringing them down like that and doing that, it's not going to do well for your roster. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Right. But it's something they need to be aware of, and I hope that they are. Mm-hmm. I would think that they are, because they've been pretty smart about the way they book that stuff. But, again, if their ratings aren't as good as AEW's the first few weeks, you know what Vince is going to say. Right. I need to do something about yes, this. And right know, now he's yeah. hands off, Right. but when his hands are on something he's very out of touch the thing that makes nxt so great and so special is it's a wrestling show not a sports entertainment show. right exactly and it's not you can tell it's not vince mcmahon booking it or doing these decisions in the short term that don't make any sense and just going like ah people will forget it don't worry about it
1: yeah
0: um they think about these things you look at nxt and you realize they've been planning it out six months maybe a year you know they did that with the Gargano and Ciampa thing. Yeah, really. Um, they did that well. Right, too. and it was yeah. fantastic. I mean, that's what they do. And Vince can't decide who drove the car that's trying to kill Roman Reigns or something. I you know, know what I mean? Like uh. like there's so many lapses in whatever and he just assumes that people are going to overlook that and that's not how NXT is. And you know that if they start to not beat AEW regularly, he's going to stick his fingers all over that. And then God. you run the risk of tarnishing what really legitimately is your last good program for people who prefer it that way. Mm-hmm. That's my concern.
1: And, that's, and that sucks for two ways, because I want two good wrestling programs. But and in one way, I want AEW to win this, mm-hmm. but I don't want Vince to shit all over NXT. Right. So and I don't, it, it, I don't yeah. know that
0: either has to win this. You no what right, I, mean? I like, know what you mean. Like yeah, right. AEW right. looks at it; they're not they're not going to war with WWE right, right now. They had to understand that like they were going to probably counter-program them. They're go- hopefully they're just going to try and do their own thing and create their own product and get their own buzz and not mm-hmm. worry about what the other guys doing because they weren't worrying about that before and they're selling out arenas that they shouldn't be selling out. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a TV deal when nobody else could. You know, um, so hopefully they don't they don't get distracted by that and go we have to do this or we have to do this based on what this company's doing. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Do your own thing. Um, but change it up and, and get relevant and develop your guys. Cause you're not doing that well and you're not going to do it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, and don't go all insider on everything and don't make everything tongue in cheek. Yes. We know it's not real, but we want to pretend that it's real. Right. Don't, don't take back that curtain every time. Right. Um, you know, and, and the reverse of that, maybe Vince goes like, doesn't matter. We got enough people watching it that we draw on people to take over shows. Now they're subscribing to the network. Those are up. The viewership, and they track the viewership for that, so maybe Mm -hmm. the viewership for the takeovers go up, and he doesn't doesn't dabble in the product. He goes, Mm -hmm. you're developing this well. We understand there's going to be a buzz about AEW. Think Mm long-term, which Vince hasn't done for a really long time. If he's willing to think long-term, trust the people to go to the better product and let that product develop itself. Now, do I think that he'll do that? No. Probably not. There's zero trust in Vince McMahon being a rational booker with a long-term plan anymore.
1: Especially as he cl- nears closer and closer to dementia. Fuck. You know, yeah, it only gets worse. To...
0: Well, having recapped those shows, you gave one an A and one a B. Yeah. And you have the main event for the next show. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice main event. So come Wednesday night, and the answer isn't none. Gun mm-hmm. to your head, you can only watch one live. What are you watching?
1: AEW. Why? I'm more intrigued. I've, I, well, for one, for me personally, the one is I've already seen two episodes of NXT. And while the first one threw me, the second one was... Good didn't make me, like, based on the, first off, I would say based on the second episode of NXT, that didn't make me, oh, I have to watch next week, okay. despite the main event okay. intriguing me. AEW's made me want to watch since the I knew that they were going to become a brand. Sure. So, yeah, I want to I see there's this. A yeah, there's a curiosity factor. I want to watch
0: yeah, right. it. I need to see what's, I, I want to see what's going to happen. I want to see how they present the product. I want to see what they do with the show. And it's not even based on the matches. It's Cody against Sammy Guevara, uh, Brandon Cutler versus MJF. Jericho and Mystery Partners, which is intriguing, versus uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny. Um, okay. Page versus Pac, which was supposed yes, to happen at the, the yeah, right, show, right. so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So they in in Nia Nia Rose versus uh, Rio for the women's title. Okay. Um. So there's they they have their card laid out and they're laying out cards for the weeks after that too, which I think is really really smart, especially in a head to head scenario. Um. I'm going to tune into it because a I want the product to thrive well that's that's as long as they don't give me a reason not to right as long as you're close to nxt's level i'm going to support that because i want there to be an alternative to that product Mm -hmm. um if they're just flopping or just not putting on an entertaining consistently entertaining product it's not going to be a home run every week no show is Mm -hmm. but if they're not putting on a consistently entertaining product and nxt is i i mean I, i only have so much time yeah. And part of the thing now, too, it's, it's a double-edged sword for a wrestling fan. There's so much stuff out there. Mm-hmm. There's MLW now. There's ROH. Yes. Impact just got to deal with AXIS TV or something mm-hmm. like that. So they're going to be on a better network. And Impact's been putting out a pretty decent product for a little bit here. Right? I mean, it's still the stink of TNA, but, you know, it's, it's a better product. You have three WWE shows, an AEW show. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there to watch and to do. And, like, I'm an adult, and I have... Twenty jobs,
1: right? Exactly, and we actually touched on that on a p- previous podcast. That that I said that is, I don't know that I would be if I was a young kid today. I don't know that I would be a wrestling fan because one of the things that, that I liked about it when we were kids was you only got it once a week, right? An hour on Saturday right. or something like that, and that made it you want to tune in. Now I, it's it's almost information overload. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm.
0: a lot. So, mm-hmm. but so then I guess my um my question then is, um does AEW have to hit a home run on their very first show they got to do they got to make a splash okay. i don't know if they have to
1: hit a home run but they got to do something that makes people want to tune back in I, i'm not saying it has to be a big turn mm-hmm. by somebody they got to have at least one storyline that gets the juice is flowing, sure. for lack of a better term. Nope, you know, yeah, I think they got to do something in that has a little bit of intrigue. Not every match has to be a five star nope. out of the home, but yeah, they got to do something. Right. Something's got to, you know, not NWO big necessarily, right. but something that gets people wanting to watch.
0: Oh, I, I also think that they're going to do a. Um, I think that they're going to do. Um, Jericho's partners have to be a decent deal. I, I don't even have a guess as to who that would be. Um, so, you know, it, it depends there. Then, um, are you getting nothing through your headphones? I get nothing. Okay. Well, you know, I, I don't think we need to hear each other. No. Let's we just talk. <laughs> take the headphones off. Okay. Let's just right, talk yeah, normal. You yeah, can fine. tell us if okay. there's a problem. Just yeah. Okay. It. We're going to wing it. Okay. Um, so I, I think that I'm intrigued to see who Jericho's partners are. Okay. I don't think that they can flop on that one. I don't think that they can reveal an LAX at the last pay-per-view. Right. And then, um... Turn around and have LAX be the mystery partner. Yeah, because that doesn't do anything for anybody. No, I don't know who it would be. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be somebody with some sort of national recognition, not necessarily just um, you know indie recognition. Um, it should be
1: somebody intrigued, like oh, like yeah. wow, yeah, like yeah.
0: So on that note, then I guess what do you think? What do you think AEW does? I'm going to do both here. Okay. What do you think AEW does on their first show? That maybe sparks some interest or gets people to tune in the following week. That's a good one.
1: Um, Something in the Page Pock match. I don't know what. I'd like to. I mean, that's just it. That see, that's the thing about it is I want to be surprised. So, so to do that. Something I'm not, not expecting, okay. maybe, is how I would look at it. What about you? What do you I think it's
0: going to be the mystery
1: partner thing. I, th- I was thinking that, yes.
0: I, I'm curious to see if one of the mystery partners ends up being Moxley. Because they haven't yeah. defined if he's a face or a heel. You've got Kenny on one side, and him and Kenny Omega have that rift. Mm-hmm. Jericho has it, too. Mm-hmm. But maybe Moxley's the unpredictable dude that, like... Works with Jericho, but then turns on him, and it becomes like this whole three-way feud sort of. Okay, thing. yeah, could be. True. Or Moxley's taking on Omega on the undercard, and Cody's bumping up to take on Jericho because mm. that's the announced main event for the next pay per view is Cody and Jericho. Mm. So um, I'm also curious to see. If, I think the I think the mystery partner is going to be the thing. It's a mm. main event. I don't sure. know if it's Moxley and somebody else. I don't know if it's two. I don't know who it would be. I don't even mm. have a guess for that. But I think that that's where they're going to have a hook that draws people in theoretically okay Okay. what do you think nxt does to make people tune in the next week
1: for me Mm -hmm. and then not everyone might agree with this have matt riddle take beat adam Cole for the title that doesn't have to be a long-term thing it and i don't even necessarily necessarily like him as champion Mm -hmm. it would be a surprise and it would i mean it would definitely be like sort of like that whole like that happened. Let me tune in. Sort of the Mick Foley. Mick Foley, that's going to put some butts in some seats. Not to that extreme, but right. like, wow, if Matt Riddle beat Adam Cole, even if he loses it the next week, mm-hmm. that would be enough of a like, oh, that, I did not see that one coming. Sure. That, sure. That, for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, the, and I like that. I also mm-hmm. think that um, I don't think that happens. Um, but, but I, get, I don't I, either. I get the logic behind yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't hate it. Um, I'm going to go to the well for the 15th time here. Okay. But the rumors are out there. I think Punk shows up on NXT. On NXT. Okay. I do. Wow. I do. Eventually okay. to be put to the main roster. Okay. But he goes there and says, you know, I burned my bridges up there. I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, you want to talk about, I mean. Wow. The I following mean, week. Yeah. It, not this week coming up because we know what everybody's going to watch this week. Yeah. But you read that. What are you, what are you watching the following oh, week? Oh,
1: God. Yeah. NXT without question. Right. Yeah.
0: Especially with both being live. Wow. Right. That would be something. And there's a lot of money they just made. How many billions off that Fox deal? Yeah. You never have a burn bridge. The Ultimate Warrior came back. True. Plenty of people have come back to the business. Sid stabbed Arn Anderson 30-some times and still had a job in WCW. True. Yeah. There are no burn bridges in the wrestling business, especially yeah. when there's competition, because mm-hmm. the idea is you want to win. And that's a way to land a very serious serious blow now you know is that gonna make them better long term not necessarily yeah but the intrigue will be there and and aew's job they're gonna put everything out there as early as they can because they want to keep draw people in and keep them there yeah and they want to show tnt that they can do that and advertisers they can do that because that's how they make money it's gonna be really intriguing. Um, I'm I'm very curious and, and honestly, a part of me hopes I'm very wrong. I don't I don't want AEW to lose. I'm not gonna lie. Like mm-hmm. I don't I I want it to be like this. But I you would, don't think punk might show up on AEW. No. Okay. No, he burned his bridge with that ESPN interview. It's over Oh, I didn't it's over. Okay, yeah, no, no, okay. He he shit talked them. Okay. Said a lot of stuff that they say wasn't actually said. And okay. He said she said stuff. Yeah. Punk being punk. I am mean, yeah. a big punk fan, but he's also kind of a dick. Oh, he's a dick. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. And um, so I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. But I want to see what he does if he goes somewhere. Like, I want to see him show up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't want And and uh, this, this, isn't, this isn't unbiased. This is absolutely biased. I don't want AEW to lose. Here's the thing. I, I, I only want them to lose on their own merit. Yeah, agreed. If they don't put out a good product – I want them to lose. Yes. If they put out a good product, but Vince just outspends them and throws every name there and does whatever, and that's how it goes, then okay. They can't match that. So right. you, you lose, but you don't lose on your own merits. If you just put out a shitty product, you deserve to lose. I don't feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. And plenty of those guys will get jobs after the fact because they're really good at what they do. And again, that just opens the door for impact, for MLW, for something like that, Um but I, I, I genuinely want to see them succeed, and I don't want WWE to win yet again. Yes, I like, agree. It, it got all, and I wasn't even a, I wasn't a huge fan of WCW in its 20 days. Even at the height of what they were doing, I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, because the the main event stuff I like the cruiserweights, I like Jericho and Malenko and Guerrero and guys like that. Um, but I hated that they did nothing with a tag division and that the main events in the upper card were all guys that were like really, really old. Right. They didn't put on good matches. So I didn't love WCW then. But I love that they existed mm-hmm. because they were an entity that that made the business more exciting and made guys, companies work harder and be more creative and do more things. WWE, as soon as they didn't have competition, it's been a slow regression to where it doesn't matter. Because they're going to make their money regardless, and now they can just do whatever, throw it out there, and be like, take it or leave it. Now you have competition, and competition is good for everybody, period. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes people – sometimes multiple things exist in competition. There's FedEx and there's UPS. They compete. Yeah. But they both exist. One's not gone out of business. But then there's, like, Amazon and and Google. Right. And – there's no competition there. Right. they have the market yeah. cornered, mm-hmm. you know, and and that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, when there's competition, it does because then you giant can, eagle and coons, right, you know, right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, you get my point. Oh. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm intrigued by it. I want. I want NXT to do well. I don't want AEW to lose. I want, I want both shows to do well. I want them Agreed. both to do so well that they both do better in the ratings that the two, than the two shows that actually are more prominent and exist, and maybe those shows change and get better. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's competition everywhere. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, this is a chance for the business to either have this amazing resurgence and do things we haven't seen in decades, a decade now, mm-hmm. um, more than a decade even, or it can be a thing where, like, they lose, and it's like, yeah, we were doing it right all along, even though you weren't. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see that.
1: One thing that I do think both brands need to change, If I don't know who AEW's announce team is going to be. Um, if it's anything like the pay-per-views, though, they need to, they need to fix it. They got rid stats. of Alex Monavest. Okay, okay. It's yeah.
0: Jim Ross, Excalibur, okay. who's awesome. Yeah. And I think Tony Schiavone's. Oh, okay, NXT, yeah. now that's intriguing. Right.
1: Uh, NXT's the, the the bright spot of those is Beth Phoenix. I actually think Beth Phoenix should take Renee Young's spot on uh on yeah. Raw to be honest with you. Yeah. Like Renee Young's like not a good announcer and Beth Phoenix is Renee Young
0: even acknowledges that she's not very good at her yeah, job like yeah. openly. Mm-hmm. Um so but, yeah. like, Morrow is trying to do the Jim Ross thing. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I really want to hit mute. Yeah. And, and I hate... Yeah. Say, I want to hear the crowd. Uh-huh. Because the reaction of a crowd can make or break a match. Yeah. But Morrow's just yelling yeah. all the time. The whole time.
1: And I want to support him just because, like, the whole shit with JBL. Yeah. Like, you know, but... Like, I like no. Morrow.
0: And, and he's, yeah. he's knowledgeable about the product. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He's eloquent. He knows how to call a match. Mm-hmm. Just... Choose your spots right. to elevate your volume. Absolutely. Because then it counts as something more. Then you know you're seeing something different. Mm-hmm. If you're always at a 10, nothing ever seems different or exciting right. or surprising. Yeah. When you when you're at like a seven and you go mm. to a 10, then yeah. people go like That's whenever your nose is buried in your phone because it's whatever, and you look up. Yeah, And then your eyes are drawn, and then you're like, this means something. If that's all you hear the whole time, it just starts to be grating.
1: It is. It would be the equivalent of, like, the Spanish goal guy going, goal! Like, the whole game Mm -hmm. is is what it seriously is like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Nigel, man, it's it pains me to say this because I'm such a fan of the wrestler, but man, he just he, he can't he he's he he sounds like he's just like oh this bloody
0: match, you know it's just it 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 doesn't do it for he's, me. He's yeah. he's he's doing too much of what Moro does. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I mean, and you don't have a contrast there either. Yeah. For instance,
1: when Breesango came out. Like, that's not a big reveal. And, and Nigel, are you kidding me?
0: Are, like, you think Austin was coming back, you know what I mean? So. That's what – but, but again, they have to sell it like right, that. Right. No, they can't true. be like, oh, those guys. Well, I guess we should be excited. Like, you can't do that, you know? True. But, but like <laughs> – but like like find a spot like you can do that and be excited and be like this is a real opportunity for them to do to like resurrect their career and show what they can do on a different stage so talk about that don't act like it's the second coming of the greatest tag team ever Mm -hmm. because it's not talk about how like this is exciting because they're in their element yes and like now it's a real opportunity for them to show what they weren't allowed to show there and you can say that people aren't dumb you right. know and again it's a smaller stage and it's it's a different roster and the idea there is work not entertainment and you can have both but like frame it that way yeah um i mean but again that's their job i i don't hate them i just i hope that it somebody needs to sit down with them and go like remember these guys
1: yes. when they would do this stuff like yes.
0: like go back to when it was Jim Ross and Paul Heyman after Jerry Lawler got fired right around WrestleMania All Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Great contrast. Because mm-hmm. Heyman was a heel, but Heyman was also like, would would acknowledge what you, you couldn't fake, you know? And Jim Ross, they played off each other really well while playing different ends of the spectrum. And not blatantly so, because there would be enough crossover to make mm-hmm. it work. Um, but I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. Uh, and, that, and and people don't notice parts of that. I mean, one of the advantages that AEW has in it, too, so NXT's in front of full sale. It's full sale. It's 2,000 people, 2,500 people. Yeah. AEW's going to be doing these shows in front of 10,000 people. Right. It's a bigger crowd. 15, although although
1: 000? the NXT crowd is always hot. Sure. Yeah, but I think but, the AEW... Yeah.
0: Mm. That crowd at the first show, you're a part of history. Yeah. If you're not hyped up for that, you're insane. Yeah. We're going to what's going to be the The fourth show. Right, right, yeah. Uh, And, like, I'm going to be pretty excited. Heck, yeah. Just because it's, like, that's the first AEW show in Pittsburgh. Right. We went to that. Mm -hmm. Now, that may be a footnote in history because they flop. Mm-hmm. but it may be a big note. Like, I remember going to an NWA show at the Civic Arena. Yes. Which was a rarity, because Vince, when he worked these arenas, had exclusive deals with him. It was the NWA right. right after they absorbed the UWF. Okay. And I looked up and found the card okay. that I was at. The
1: Bunkhouse Stampede was no, one no, of them. No, no. It was, that, no that was my, okay. my dad went to that okay. in Okay, okay, okay.
0: This was, this, the main event of this was the Four Horsemen. Ric Flair, Lex Luger... Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard against Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, and the Road Warriors. Oh, wow. And an eight yeah. man tag. I had forgotten yeah. that. It was uh-huh. Chris Adams and Terry Taylor as a team. Oh, I saw the yeah. Lightning Express of Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner. Mm-hmm. I saw Sting and Rick Steiner as a team with Eddie Gilbert as a manager. So it was when UWF was absorbed by yeah. Crockett. Wow. And I remember that. Like I remember shows like I remember a house show where I saw Paul Orndorff and Ricky Steamboat as a tag team for the WWF. Yeah. And that was never a thing. Wow. Right. That's wow, what I mean. Yeah. So you you think about stuff like that, and I I want... Like, I know... I'm going to that show with my best friend sitting yeah, right across from me right, right now. Yeah, right. It's the first AEW show in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's going to be amazing.
1: It's going to be a great time. And yeah. it, it,
0: even if it's not... Whatever. And there's going to be thousands of people there. Yeah. And that's going to be a thing is if they can mo- maintain that momentum and still draw the houses that they do, they have that over NXT. Mm. And their production values, judging by the pay-per-view, are above NXTs. Mm-hmm. So they present a much more aesthetically pleasing show.
1: Yeah.
0: They just have to back it up with what they're doing in the ring and they have to back it up with better character development. Yeah. Period. Okay. Um, Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. So, I I know, we're going to wrap it up. I'm I'm being a dick. I just... I know. (laughs) Um, So, that's... I mean, honestly, I wouldn't want to cover anything else this time anyways. And I think it's good to keep it short. Yeah, yeah. Because I just want... I'm excited for this week. I, I can't remember the last time... I honestly felt like I needed to sit down and see a show. Yeah. I feel that with takeovers, but then it's the weekend and things come up. Yeah, right, right, yeah. You know, and I try and have a life occasionally. Um, But this is something where I'm actually going to sit down on a Wednesday night, and I'm not going to change, like, I'm not going to be buried on my phone looking at whatever. I'm not going to work. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to watch whatever my wife wants to watch. Mm -hmm. I'm taking over the TV. It's my time to watch. It's the first okay. night of the NHL, too, and you know how yeah. big of a hockey fan I Yeah, man. right, right. I'll be watching wrestling. I'll be f- flipping between both shows. Well, I guess I'm
1: watching with you. Is that, is that the case? Are we doing it or...?
0: My house is not going to. Oh, ready okay, for okay, it. okay, okay, okay. That's good. I'll watch it. the recap then. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. Uh, or well, no. I mean, you can come over. Yeah, right, right. But nobody <laughs> else. can. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be me and you. Yeah, okay. sit in camping chairs on the side of the bed in the guest room while my wife sits with the dogs, uh, and we'll like drink beers and watch the show. Okay. Sure. Nobody else is welcome. Fuck okay. off. Okay. All right. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we'll watch it. Okay. Because um, you don't have cable. Right. So yes. Uh, so. I hope that everybody has a good time Wednesday. I hope that if you're a yes. wrestling fan, you're tuning in.
1: It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, I'm gonna, people. I'm yeah. going to do
0: a live thread on the Pencil Neck Geeks um, United Facebook page. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Um, definitely throw your input in there so I can tell you how terrible you are with your ideas. Um, because I'm a, I'm a dick that way. <laughs> and uh, we'll have fun with it. Um, thanks for checking this out thanks for
1: listening it's a little shorter than usual we'll make up for it next time We. Uh,
0: I don't think anybody's complaining about nah, it nah, all right. five of you are fine yeah right, right. So, uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next time thanks right. for checking it out thank you and
1: thank you Doug and Boyle Street uh, Recording Studios here yeah, as well thank Yes. You, Doug. if you need anything done just hit us up
0: yep <laughs> alright see you guys later bye